This, 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 this is mythical. Welcome to Ear Biscuits. I'm Link. And I'm Rhett. This week at the round table of dim lighting, it's just the two of us. Greetings, people of the future. Uh, thank you for listening to this archaic form of entertainment, audio entertainment, known as a podcast, specifically this one called Ear Biscuits, the show. I think a little explanation. This episode called uh, Rhett and Link. 2014 time, time capsule. capsule. Yeah, just give a little uh, context here to uh, those of you listening in the present and those of you listening in, to, in the future. Uh, I guess those of you who are listening in the future. I'm the only one in listening the future, in the present, right? Well, and then when I'm talking, of you right now you're listening in the present. Into, in the short term future, and those of you listening in, in the in the long term future, two mm-hmm. different groups of people, and then all in, in between. This is how this works. Um, we thought that it would be appropriate and, you know, almost mandated by us personally. Important. Uh, to take stock of the way that we are uh, seeing the world these days. Not not us personally, but the way the world is in terms of technology, style, what we're like at this point. Right, and to create an audio record, to basically create an audio time capsule. Yeah. Inspired in part by our kind of off-the-cuff conversation with Hank Green. Right. Where somehow we were speaking to people 2,000 years, 2,000 yeah. years in the 2000, future? Like the year 4,000-something, yes. So uh, what we're we confident that people would be listening in 2,000 years. It's very pompous. I mean, this one is just simply a 10-year capsule. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I, I think... 2024. Because it's easy to remember. It's, it, it's not too much time to, for people to forget. So those of you who are listening in 2014, thank you, by the way, for taking this as it was uh, given to you, as it was intended. Make a note right keep now. Li- keep listening, by the way. Well, keep, listen to the whole thing. But I want you to go ahead and get out your phones because you're going to forget this. Uh, or take out your computer or what... I guess you're listening to this on your phone or your computer... They might need to tattoo themselves with no, it because just, what kind of device, are they going to have the same phone? Is it going to port over? Is I, it going to go from the cloud? I assume if you put a reminder, uh, if you put a reminder in your phone for January 1st, 2024, let's, it doesn't have to be an exact 10 years. Let's just say the new year, 2024, because we don't even know what date that this podcast, this episode is going to come out necessarily. Um you put a reminder in there, and it just needs to say, "Listen to that old ear biscuits," <laughs> if you can find it. <laughs> and hopefully, hopefully, you will be able to find it. Maybe uh, you know you should, and then you go well, back you and do, do the reminder and put the the URL. It'll still be, it'll still uh, work. All you gotta do is think about it. Twenty years from now, ten years from now, ten years from now, all you gotta do is think about the podcast, and you'll start hearing it in your brain. Uh, you're right. That'll be a Google search. I'll be thinking. Right, so you'll be thinking it. Now, so th- this is going to be important. Well, this, <laughs> this is, gonna, is going to be important. This is going to be fun. Hopefully it's going to be gonna laughable. This is going to be interesting. This Hopefully is going to be something. It'll be laughable for those of you listening in 2024. You're already you, laughing. You're like, oh, listen to how they talk. <laughs> oh, they speak English in those weird accents. Are we Now, are we listening to this back too? Because are we still alive? Well, I mean... We might not be. I certainly hope we are. I mean, if we... If I mean, we, that's a thought. If we live to the proper age or the expected age and we die we'll certainly of old be alive. age, we'll be alive. But certainly. Ten there, years from now, I would there, hope so. There could be an accident. 
but maybe that brings us to uh, our next Rutland Call of the Year biscuit, which is the eulogy year <laughs> biscuit. Well, Self-eulogy. I, I don't mean to get so morbid here. Let, let's keep it light, okay. but let's keep it, let's, let's keep it real. I think it's important as we talk about these things. We've got a few categories that we're going to kind of conversate through here. Yes. It's important that we're honest. There's, we don't need to candy coat or sugar coat. 2014. 2014. Yeah. It is what um, it is. It's it is, 2014. It is what it is. And here it is. And we're just describing it, anticipating that 10 years from now, yeah. we're just going to just cackle at, oh, yeah. you know, so. It'll even, be like Laurel and Hardy. Yeah. Listen in on, on Laurel and well, Hardy. Well, that's, do you want to start with comedy? That's an interesting thing. The state thing. of comedy? What? In 2014, everything we've set up to this point was humorous. <laughs> uh, see, I'm candy coating. I'm yeah, already yeah, sugar coating. Yeah. Well, it was intended to be. We think that we're funny. We think that we're. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're yeah, thinking right. that this is a funny concept in 2014. We think that we're funny now. We think that people will find this funny. Even what we're if saying, they have a good sense of humor. Right now, we think is funny. We like, think this is funny. We, we do. think that we're being funny right now yeah. in 2014. Yeah. Ten years from now, of course not. This is stupid. <laughs> First of all. Maybe we sh- you should set two reminders because <laughs> 10 years from now, you know what? You should, you, you know what? It should be a recurrent reminder and it should say every 10 years. Oh, wow. I think that's probably an option because sure, this, would be, event. It's, this is incre- an incremental thing because I really don't think that the sense of humor of people is going to be that different in 10 years, but a hundred years, you know, t- after 10 reminders, you'll probably be dead, A. So maybe eight reminders from now. I think people get, what we're doing, <laughs> we should probably just start doing it. But, and because we've, we've taken ta- a lot of time just explaining the concept. <laughs> in 2014, <laughs> let's start with this. In 2014, you can hold down the phone, uh, the button on your phone, and you can speak into it and set a reminder. Yeah. Which is, by the way, the only way I have ever attempted to use Siri. Well, and I will say one thing: being a person who is usually around when Link is reminding himself of something. <laughs> I've told Siri, I'm told that Siri can do lots of things. I've never attempted anything. He is horrible at setting reminders. I The other day. <laughs> I don't even know how to activate it properly. I watched him or listened to him try to remind himself about something. I don't even remember what it was. He never ended up reminding himself of it. Set an, I think it was set an alarm so we could go surfing. But In you, 2014, we do a thing called surfing. You, <laughs> you missed like every, every, she got everything wrong and she like asked you if you wanted to do a web search about surfing or something. I, she did not respond well, well to you. Well, the first thing that happens is in 2014, I'll hold down this button and then I'll be like, Siri, set my alarm for 5 a.m. And then it will, it will be like, I will have started talking too early. And then it, did it work? Oh, it worked. Oh, she, actually, whoa, she did it. First of all, I should delete that one. Well, I've got, <laughs> yeah, don't I've got, wake up. You're going to wake up at 5 a.m. I've gotten, <laughs> I've gotten good at Stupid setting reminder. my alarm. But for the longest time, I would I would start talking too late and I would say, I don't understand. Yeah. But the, and that's the struggles of 2014. Now, but do you, have you ever talked to your phone another way? Because I think that would be a good thing to put in the time capsule. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I ask the phone questions. You ask it like... Um, yeah, I, the Siri... Where's the nearest taco? <laughs> <laughs> Upstairs in the refrigerator. <laughs> it, what is it? What does she say? She, well, she says there are 
17 restaurants within two miles that serve tacos. <laughs> She's probably right. Where is the nearest taco? <laughs> you you haven't asked that. Well, I'm going to ask her right well, well, yeah, I'll ask her right now. Siri, where is the nearest taco? Do you have to say Siri? Checking on that. Okay, I found this on the web for where is the nearest taco. Taco Bell store locator. Oh, okay. Del Taco locations. Those are not the best tacos within... I didn't say the best. I said the nearest. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) She knows what's up. Where's the best taco, period. (laughs) Okay, so that's my contribution, voice activation. Yeah, and and, and let me just make a little prediction uh, to see how Nostradamus... It's kind of limited. I am. I assume that in this, uh, the, when the first reminder dings in 2024, uh, voice that your conversations with your phone will just be uh, not not like talking to a person. I don't think it's there yet, but surely you just talk to the phone normally. Right now, when we want to tell the phone something, we <laughs> we have to speak very clearly. I don't think that's you're going to talk to your phone in a demeaning fashion like you're talking to a person who can't hear very well. I never noticed this before, but when you enunciate like that, your mustache dances. Yeah. <laughs> well, we could talk that's, a little bit about that's uh, pretty cool. our style uh, currently. I do have a mustache, and it's attached to a full beard. <laughs> in two places. I know. I, on either side of your mouth. Yeah, well, yeah. So, it's like, a symmetrical I just, beard. I should describe you, Okay. Yeah. and you describe me. So move the mic a little bit. Okay, as if you really need a reference in 20, to this point. In 2014, Rhett has a must, as we said, a mustache attached to a beard in two places on either side of his mouth. Yeah, and he's got a pretty long nose. I don't think much of that's going to change. Are in you 10 assuming years. they're not going to be able to? Like to, your nose isn't going to get shorter. They're not going to be able to just search for pictures of like Rhett McLaughlin 2014. Why? Pop- sh- why should they? They're, I mean, they're listening to me. Okay, all right. Paint a penal a penal picture, a mental picture. At this point, Rhett still has two eyes. Whoa. Is that a prediction? <laughs> and, yeah. I'm implying that something's going to happen. And um, his, hair's, his hair goes up, and he, I see one, I do see one wrinkle on your forehead. I'm just going to say it. Really? Oh, when your eyebrows go up, Get it becomes bunch. two different. Yeah, a bunch. I, I'd call that a smile line. I would call that a... It doesn't expre- happen when I'm smiling. Expre- well, I'd call it an expression line. I wouldn't call it a wrinkle. Okay. Um, so I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt there. And um, that's about it. You're wearing headphones right now, but you don't <laughs> typically do that. <laughs> I'm I, I'm really good at making a time capsule, you a are. worthless time capsule. Yeah, yeah. You're currently wearing headphones. Describe me. Uh, you have on glasses. Uh, there are a pair of glasses that you... Uh, recently acquired, I'd say in the past couple of months, we made a really big deal out about about it on Good Mythical Morning. Glasses signify uh, smarts, si- sm- okay, and style. In the in the year 2014, glasses make you smarter. Um, and you have, but interestingly, hipster. You- <clears throat> I, I'll just go ahead and say it. You have a hipster pair of glasses. You have a pair of glasses uh, styled in like a 1950s manner, which is uh, you know horn rimmed a little bit, but a little, but also has a a, a, a taste of modernity uh, in it. And <laughs> um, they're pretty stylish. They're two toned. They have a, like an ombre, like they've been dipped into the sun on the bottom. Uh, but it's a subtle color change. I picture some people like, sketching this right some now. I don't know why. <laughs> spending a lot of time on your glasses. <laughs> Again, you but, might be able to just Google a picture. Okay, an interesting, <laughs> an interesting to thing. To support my commentary. An interesting thing, though, is uh, 
the word hipster is still thrown around a lot. That's been happening for the past yeah. six and a half years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the word hipster. It's a little derogatory and usually, it, but we but we're, we we will call ourselves that gladly. Uh, but people use it derogatorily. Um, but they don't. The people who do that don't really know what it means. Yeah, right. And neither do I. Mm-hmm. Really, I don't have a beard. I'm drinking water out of a uh, out of a mug right now. Mugs mugs are still in use. <laughs> Are in use in 2014. Okay. I mean, seriously, I've only gotten from your a fa- glasses. I've only gotten your glasses. From a fashion perspective, okay, go ahead. Uh, you, I, I see. Uh, pull your, pull your hair up on your forehead. Uh, and, um, you, you, I'd say you have a little wrinkle, a little line there. Yeah, yeah, definitely in the middle. Uh, but no, nowhere else. Crow's feet. Nowhere else. You look relatively young everywhere else. Um, your beard is strong. Uh, it's, I mean, it's like, it's not there, but it wants to come out. Like it looks like the follicles are strong. Uh, your eyes are blue. <laughs> Probably going to stay the same. I'm hoping for and that. And your hair is, uh, black, looks a little like, or uh, brown, dark brown, looks a little like uh, Thelma from uh, Scooby-Doo. <laughs> and, uh, but I can't really see that right now because you have headphones on. But from a fashion perspective, let's, let's go a little serious here. I mean, um, you're wearing a collar shirt with some ducks or something flying on it right seagulls. now. Seagulls. Uh, These are seagulls. It's, this is f- fashionably questionable at this point. Um, <laughs> I got a compliment on this shirt tonight. Um, Twice. But from a fashion, I mean, you got skinny jeans. Yeah, I do. I th- we so still do. do we do that. We're criticized in, in uh, internet comments about that. But skinny jeans are a thing that's happening. Amongst hipsters, I can be e- honest. I can even think... Even now, when I think back 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, about how big jeans used to be. Well, going back 15 years, we had on jeans that my entire waist could fit in the knee easily, like Jinko jeans. We could wear a leg of jeans. And, and now we wear jeans that I really can't even get my legs in properly. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it, I admit that it's pathetic and impractical, but I just, I'm a, I'm a slave to the See, you're self-conscious, the you're self-conscious of it, but... It, in 10 years, enough, it may have come back again. Is that enough time? It could be tights 10 years from now. Or it could be looses. It could be really loose. It could go back to that. But I think efficiency, not a lot efficiency of... is important in the future. I believe that men and women all wear tights. So those of you who are listening in 2024 and your tights, uh, aloha. That's a common <laughs> greeting now for hello. But just, No, not now. In 2024. Right, but just to clarify, now it just makes me think of Hawaii. Right, it's distinct. It is distinctly Hawaiian <laughs> to say aloha. in twenty fourteen. Prediction in twenty twenty four, it'll be the common world greeting. Um, skinny ties. Skinny ties are still in, but on the way out. Uh, I was actually just looking at my tie collection to make a decision about the, uh, the what we're going to wear to the streamies, which when, at the time what we're recording, we going to wear. <laughs> what, what we have to think about. Yeah, I think other. I'm wearing a skinny yeah, tie, and I, and I believe that is the correct choice. If you were a little fashion forward, and you're pretty fashion, more fashion forward than I am, but if you were even more fashion forward than you are, yeah. you would have a short fat tie. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not blowing smoke. I'm that's coming back. Skinny ties are still like, yeah, that's what they're selling. But it, it, I'm, I'm saying within 12 months, fat like so. Like that only comes to like halfway down the shirt? Shorter and fatter. Like yes. revealing the whole belt. Oh yes. Definitely. Hmm. And 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 in what are ties like in twenty twenty four? Bolos. 
In like rodeo communities, maybe. No, I think bolos are com- a common practice. It, business business affairs are uh, lots of lots of bolos. Every everything fits very snug now. All the men have on bolos and tights. I'm Aloha. still in the present. Aloha. I'm not going to try to predict. Okay. I mean, well, the whole the, I can't a, 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 help. a time capsule. The point of a time capsule is not to see how off we are about the future. Well, there, well, there are no rules to time capsuling. <laughs> Uh, what about hats? Hats. <laughs> I'm glad you asked this question because uh, you may have noticed, uh, those of you in the present 2020, 2014, sorry, um, that I have taken a couple of pictures, have been featured in a couple of videos but via the Facebook and Instagram, that kind of thing, where I'm wearing a hat. Yes, I, I, I have a hat. You're dabbling in hatage. Yeah, and I've never been a fan of hats, but I mean, I'm talking like a baseball hat. Well, that's because we're we're developing a mythical hat. We are. That's a nice uh, segue for an announcement. News break in 2014, I think later this this year, we will have unveiled the first mythical hat, which 10 years from now will be all the rage. Yeah, right. Of course. And we're not joking about the mythical hat. That's that's for real. Literally, that's why you've been wearing a hat. Well, so that you can, whenever mm -hmm. we sell a hat, you can, the first hat you wear won't be your own hat. Yeah. Because that just. Yeah. Andrew from Tweak, uh, who works with us on developing the products, uh, brought in some sample hats and I tried on all of them and I found one that I thought worked and it definitely is a flat brim hat. It's a high crown flat brim, kind of a new, we call that new era style. It's sort of an urban look. Um, and that is what I'm sporting now. And I've been criticized for it. Again, the same people who criticize you for skinny jeans will criticize you for the flat bill hats. They say it looks ridiculous and uh, it may, but I think but it, it, is, it looks better. It is a f- it is a fashion state. It is what's in style now to wear a hat with and don't don't bend the brim and right. the and the part that covers your the head crown, needs to be tall. The crown is higher. That's called a high crown. I wore one of those sample hats home, and my family all said I was wearing a wrapper hat. Yeah, a wrapper hat. That's another term. That's what my <laughs> kids think of it. Uh, but they did. My daughter is eleven. She will be twenty-one when this time capsule is, is opened. Mm. She'll be of drinking age. Well, no, but the drinking age will probably have changed. Well, the drinking age in 2014 is 21 years old <laughs> in America. Um, robots really suck in 2014. Oh, yeah. We would have, everyone thinks. We are so frustrated. The frustration surrounding robots in this current 2014 is palpable. Uh, well, I would say it's it's... It's kind of under the surface, but whenever you get, you get anyone talking about robots, they all agree robots suck. We wa- we watch YouTube videos. It's like breathing nastiness into someone's face, just saying robot. We we watch YouTube videos of robots, but you know how we watch them to see the robots fall and fail. That's <laughs> that's what we because there's robots in Japan that can run. Well, if if you want to, call, I'm using quotes around run. Um, Asimo will run a little bit, but and maybe mm-hmm. go up some stairs, but he'll fall down too. But he's not running to do anything. No, he's running to show you he, he can, can run. run. In 2024, I hope, I really hope. He's running to something. The, yeah, the, he's running, he's running for running a to reason. He's running to get the door. Hey, Rhea, to get your kid. He's babysitting the children. He's running to catch a ball. Yeah, doing whatever Asimo yeah, does or m- Mr. Robot in 2024. So robots suck currently. We're not happy at all with that. Um, um Remote control cars have not changed a whole lot in the past 30 years. I'm frustrated by that too. Yeah. But not that much. 
No, my, my, my kids have remote control cars. And they are no different than the remote control cars I had when I was their age. Well, I think they've peaked. Uh, I think by 2003. You, you think they're the same? RC vehicles peaked. Okay. Okay? <laughs> You're just like, okay, whatever. I mean, you could be right. They definitely have not changed. Wearable stuff. Google Glass is still like something that people talk about, but it, nobody has it or uses it. No one that I know. But we like well. to we like to talk about that Google Glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like talking about it puts us in the future. It, yeah. it makes us excited. Like if if you didn't have a podcast where you could make a time capsule and like you know ramble on inanely like we are, <laughs> what you would be doing in 2014 is talking about Google Glass, like just drop it, like yeah. mentioning it. Did you hear about Rob? I hear he's one of the guys that got the Google Glass. And we got our hands on this thing, and when it came here to our studio, we mm. for the uh, Nerd versus Geek yeah. rap battle, like the team was passing it around and like using it for a second. Nobody could figure out how to use it. No, no. By the time it got to me, I didn't even I didn't even put it on. <laughs> you gave up before you I even started. I wasn't even after watching. Other people on the Google Glass, yeah. I I was like, I don't, I'm not even interested in trying it. And you'll notice that we say the Google Glass. We put a the in front of it <laughs> in 2014. I I did wear the Google Glass, and I um I took a video. That's how I said it. I took a video. It's like mm. taking a picture, but it's a video, uh, and that means I recorded a video. Uh, and I actually voice commanded the video to begin recording. Uh, and then was able to watch it back. I would say it was a it was a thrilling experience. It was a, it was a one time thing. I haven't been back to it. I mean, we had to give the Google Glass back, but uh, that that's where it is right now. Having something around your eyes, like a glasses or whatever, a monocle or a watch, it, it, or like having something around your wrist that could be like, oh, this is an Apple Watch or something. Well, well interestingly. Uh, when we're recording this, uh, next week is the the rumored announcement of the the iWatch. Not that it's going to be immediately available for sale, but that Apple is going to announce the iWatch. And 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 I think a couple of other brands already have a smartwatch or whatever. But of course, Apple doing it is a, is a bigger deal, and everyone's excited about it. But it's it's the fact that we're going to have a watch that has the the functionality and the technology of our phones currently. This is an exciting idea in 2014. We're excited about this. We are. I mean, I looked at the, uh, you know, the the pictures, the theoretical pictures of the iWatch, and immediately said, "Yes, I will have one of these." And you're willing to pay how much in 2014 dollars for it? They said it was going to be three hundred dollars. I was thinking people will gladly pay three hundred fifty dollars for it. Yeah, of course. And I don't, I don't even know what it will do. I don't care what it will do. If it does half of what my phone does and it's on my wrist as a fashion device, um, I'll be pleased. We do have holograms um, <laughs> in 2014. But again, I mean, it's, it's they did a Tupac hologram mm -hmm. like two years ago in, at Coachella. And then they did a Michael Jackson hologram. At the Grammys, I think. And that's that's pretty much the extent of holograms. Um, so, 
We're yeah. frustrated Holog- about that. Yeah, right. This again, uh, very to to me personally. It's like maybe if you can't make a good robot, at least make a good holographic robot. I, yeah, I feel very similar about robots and holograms because these are things that have been in all of our movies, all of our sci-fi stories for so so long. But the only way we can experience a hologram is by being in a crowd and being at a certain angle. You know, what I'm talking about is a watch that makes a hologram. You know what I mean? Like a Star Wars situation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, or even just a hologram in my in one room in my home. I think the reason why this isn't going to come to pass in 10, 20, or 30 years is because it's not, it's an illusion. Well, so is a television screen. So it's for entertainment only. There's no other... See, I'm ex- see, I'm expressing the t- 2014 sentiment, the popular sentiment, at least from 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 my camp. The popular sentiment of, is that in my own brain. Holograms are not that appealing, and therefore not as frustrating, not be that great because they just have novel entertainment value. So, if you're laughing right now, 10, 20, 30 years from now, it's because you experience holograms in a way that enriches your life beyond frivolous entertainment. And so, I have no clue how you're doing it. Yeah, something you can't I'm very, anticipate. I'm very envious of, I cannot anticipate. Well, I can anticipate one thing. Like uh, physical relations with, De- a, with a hologram. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's not exactly what I was thinking. Um, that is an interesting thought, though. Uh, what I was that, thinking that, was, not a hologram, it was no. relational. It was you know, Skype chat, like hologram with someone that you love. Like, or a therapist. Yeah, I mean, because... Like, therapy is expensive. And, oh, yes. Holographic therapy, not as expensive, I Okay. Video conferencing. You know, do you remember the other day when we were in that video conference in, in the room and they brought the two people in on the screens? Yeah. A, we haven't talked about that since that happened. The first time that's ever happened. It felt like the president... You know what I mean? Well, that was at Google. Yeah, I mean we can say that. That was yeah at the at we the were at the Go- YouTube a, headquarters, a Google YouTube headquarter, yeah, conference room, and they started googling in people. It was amazing. But in the future, twenty twenty four, sit in a chair. Yeah, the dude sitting in a chair. And that, but that's what the movies tell you. But, but think about how. But it's got to be better than that. He didn't have the the, the people on the screens in that meeting. You know, I didn't take them seriously because they're on a screen. They're not in the room with us. But as soon as they're a hologram sitting right there across, even just because I can put my face through their face and they don't even they don't know it, <laughs> that doesn't doesn't mean that I shouldn't listen to them. Bob, I disagree with your point. <laughs> I'm coming over there to put my face through your holographic face. <laughs> I am facing you right now. No. <laughs> And by face, you know what I mean? I'm embedding my face yeah, in your face. That's a common insult in 2024 is when you face someone who is a hologram. Put your face into their holographic or just, face. Or just sit right where they are. Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> I think it might get like, burnt. Though. I am. It's not hot. <laughs> you, think, you think holograms are hot? Well, I mean, maybe they are. They're usually blue, so they're very cold. But, These are all things we currently think. I'm just, be, I'm just being raw with y'all. 10, 20, 30 years from now, I know I know we sound stupid, <laughs> but right in 2014, we don't sound stupid at all. Yeah, we sound like prophets. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just being honest. Yeah, right. 
Um, well, I guess we are speculating about that. We have television screens at gas pumps. Yes, we do. And I filled up an hour ago. And I was done filling up and it occurred to me, I haven't looked at this television screen the whole time I've been here. Oh, I've never looked at one of those. And I, I remember thinking as a youngster, one day there will be television screens on gas pumps and, I, and it will be amazing. And what did you think it would be though? Like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air playing on there? Because I might watch it if that was the case. Yeah, I might just pull up a chair and spend 22 <laughs> minutes in front of the gas pump. Well, they've got to keep the content short. Uh, well, it was just an ad. Because they don't want to lock you in and be like... It was ads. Yeah, yeah. This guy's sitting there watching Law & Order SVU. That is a show that's on right now. I think one of the things that the sci-fi movies of the 80s got right was that there's you're going to be advertised to everywhere through screens. And what I'm saying is it's happening, and we don't, and I'm already inoculated to it. Yeah, yeah. It definitely seemed, that still seems futuristic to us. Yeah, Being, it's, not, it's not, it's at one in every 40 gas station experiences. You'll get a... Yeah, there's like a person talking and an ad going, and it's very much like Back to the Future when there was a billboard that was a screen, and we were like, whoa, that's awesome. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. The billboards will be TV screens. Oh, yeah, we get we got that already. Yeah, we have that. So top yeah. that. What's <laughs> going to be at your gas pump? You know, I get well, and you're. We also drive our own vehicles. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We are in charge of where we go now. Just in the past couple of years, they've the 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 debate over self driving cars is really started. Oh yeah, emphasis on debate. Like no one agrees yeah, yeah. Well, whether it whether it's actually going to happen. Whoa, whoa. The average person right now, if you just were to ask the average person, what do you think about self-driving cars? They'd be like, I don't trust them. I don't trust them. Even though it is statistically proven already that the number of accidents will be dramatically reduced with self-driving cars. It doesn't, the facts don't matter. The facts don't matter to most people anyway, and they probably still don't matter in 2024. 20, the facts right don't matter now, in 2014. The facts about self-driving cars don't matter to people because everybody's scared of them and thinks it's gonna be some sort of big brother thing where we're all gonna be like wrecked into each other by a computer overlord. But I am, a, but they've just passed legislation in, uh, I think it was the UK, basically, uh, saying that you know self-driving cars are going to be allowed to go a certain uh, amount above the speed limit when they like anticipating that yeah they're going to be out there so i'm assuming about 2024 uh self-driving cars are normal you look over and there's a dude napping or texting because right now texting while driving big no-no when we did a a whole video about this rightfully so yeah it's on par with drunk driving in our in our society but uh, i'm assuming that you're texting and drinking and sleeping all at the same time while your car drives you around in 2024. But now what will happen is someone will do something you don't like and you'll look at the person in the vehicle and you'll have anger towards them. And sometimes you might yell at them. Sometimes they may yell back and like there'll be this exchange which might involve like hand gestures. Road rage. Yeah, that happens today because as a result of us being in charge of our own vehicle. Because you know it's the loser's fault when he pulls in fr- out in front of you. It's you, his fault, not his you, car's fault. Right, you've got, you've, got a, you've got a target for your 
you can just take out your anger, your frustration on this person yeah. because they're culpable. Yeah, and we they, it's they're responsible. And typically, what happens in that situation is we extend the middle finger. It's called flipping the bird. I used to understand that as flicking the bird growing up in uh, North Carolina as a child. But, you flick a crumb, you don't but flick I, but, a bird. Well, you kind of flick it if you think about it. You're flicking it up there. Uh, I did learn uh, as a teenager that it was flip the bird, and uh, that's what we call it typically today. Right, and we're, we've all been in agreement on that for many years, <laughs> except for you. <laughs> Welcome to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not flicking the bird. Uh, you know... At this point, I'm thinking a couple of thoughts about what's what this show. Can I just step back for a second? Sure. And you, just make some observations yeah. about this time capsule show. I would like show. you to. First one is, I would love more than ever for this to be a call-in show right now. Like Coast to Coast? Yeah, I would. I feel like... Why don't we do that? I feel like... I'm, I'm totally serious right now. I would like to, I would like to, and this may be the birth of an idea, I have an... I just want to hear what America, what the world, I want to hear what the world has to say right now about like everyone call in and tell us one thing to add to the audio time capsule. What a great idea. I would love that right now. Link occasionally but, has great ideas in 2014. <laughs> but, I'm assuming he has them all the time in 2024. But you know what? 2014, we don't have technology. Do it. <laughs> For, yeah, we cannot do a call in show. Yeah, we could. We could. My second thing is, if as I listen to myself now in 2014, or put myself in the seat of a listener in current times, Sit not right, future right times. Right in their hologram as it watches something. I feel like this is could potentially be the lamest episode of Ear Biscuits ever because we're we're talking about things that everybody knows about. <laughs> we're just saying things that it's it's like listening to two listening in on a conversation between two guys. And you're just, uh, yeah. The, every, the reaction to everything is, yeah. That's why I'm doing slightly predictive things. But you're trying to make it, trying I'm to mix make it up? It, yeah, mix it up a little bit. Okay. Well, let's, let's well, keep going. Uh, but another thing about the present uh, is we recently both uh, watched a movie called Her. Uh, it is, it it's, stars it's a guy named- Antonio Banderas. <laughs> it's a guy named uh, Joaquin Phoenix, something I could not say for a Joaqu- long time. Joaquin is still alive 10, ten years from oh, now, yeah, too, he's by the way. He's a megastar. But uh, anyway, talented guy. A movie written and directed by Spike Jones. We both absolutely loved this movie. Uh, a lot of people did not. We acknowledge that, but we both loved it, and it was fascinating. They remember her. That's what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> Ten years from now, you just say, "There's a movie, Her." Don't you remember it? And they'll be like, "Yes." But you might not. Okay, Her is all about, and I'm saying this for the sake of the present people in 2014 that may have not seen the movie. Okay. Uh, Joaquin's Phoenix, Phoenix's Joaquin's uh, Phoenix. <laughs> Joaquin's <laughs> Phoenix rises from the ashes. Joaquin we can say anything we want. Fe- for they don't know. 20, 20, 30 years from now, they may not His, know. The lead character falls in love with an operating system, played by uh, Scarlett Johansson. It's her voice. Originally played by an English actress. And they redid the whole movie uh, after they'd recorded everything with Scarlett Johansson's voice. Fun fact, that's probably still true 10 years from now. Um, Anyway, he has an he has a very uh, um, emotional, emotionally significant relationship with this computer, who, for all intents and purposes, is a person. Um, they are not a they are not uh, a person like a human, but they I- embody a personality, and it's Siri to the max in a way that I do not believe 
will be the case in 2024. I cannot believe that there will no, be no, I mean, not, ten, not, not close. 10 years is not a long time. No, it's not, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, when my daughter is 21 years old, uh, do I want her to have a relationship, like a romantic relationship with a com- operating system? You'd pr- more so than a, than a boy? Well, maybe so, the more I think about yeah, it. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I'm still thinking about it. I still don't know. I still don't know. There's lots of question marks associated with that. Um, but my son can. Just just kidding. <laughs> but, we, I mean, so most of our relationships are limited to flesh and blood. We have no significant relationships with any um digital entities and there is not there is no conversation about the nature of um personhood when it comes to a, a digital entity hmm. uh which was which was obviously w- one of the things about yeah you can think that that will happen well of course because there'll be a point in a which consciousness if there is an artificial intelligence i'm not saying a soul but a consciousness right but there are many people who would say that the soul is the consciousness. Mm, yes, so, so, and that was, that was, is what defines soul is what some people would say. Now in 2024, we're probably not, we're probably having this debate. This, what we're talking about is probably an interesting uh, ethics question in every introductory ethics class, but where, you know, how far are we from the, from the her situation? I don't know, probably another Maybe another ten years, maybe twenty thirty four. There are significant relationships with digital entities, uh, and we don't a digital president. Maybe. Mm, that's boy. I say I'd say that's twenty forty four. Digital president. Digital president. <laughs> well, I think. What about digital are, dead dead relative? Are you voting for the president? Are you are you are you voting for the digital president? Digi- first, first digital president ever. Digital dead relative. So when you die, bef- I mean, what, what what we're hopeful about is not that we get to like live forever, like cryogenically or, you know, discover the uh, Pan's Labyrinth or whatever leads to eternity. <laughs> the the fountain of youth. Yeah, the fountain of youth. Tree just, of life, maybe. I, I just got Pan's Labyrinth and fountain of youth You <laughs> discovered the Pan's Labyrinth. <laughs> Pan's Labyrinth is a movie? Uh <laughs> It's not, not Labyrinth starring David Bowie. But what I want but is... But Pan's Labyrinth, a later movie. What I, what I do think Guillermo is feasible, <laughs> feasible is that we will have uh, digital entities of ourselves so that when we pass away, they can live on for the sake of our relatives. So operating systems will not just be fabricated, they will be simulations of uh, dead relatives. And how does that idea seem to you as a 2014 man? It seems sad because I don't experience it. I'm just doing it for like my loved ones to continue to relate to me. Mm-hmm. But would they even want to? But if the contents of your brain could be offloaded onto another device would that be a conscience? Would that be your conscience that continued to experience things, even though the real you had passed on? I mean, you think about it. Again, if we had call-ins at this point and someone called in who knew about this stuff, they could probably say something. Think about it for a second. If you take a ship, 
a boat. And you take all the cargo. No, and over time, that <laughs> boat breaks down and you replace each piece of wood. And after a hundred years, you've replaced that boat with a completely new boat. Is it still the boat? Or is it the new pieces of wood that make the boat? You know, every nine years or so, every one of your cells in your body is replaced, right? Hmm. So are you still the same you? Is you being offloaded to a hard drive no longer you? No, it is not me. It's digital link. and I mean, it, Because it, it's the rate of change of the planks of the boat. What if this career continues for the next? If, they all, if all the planks change at once, it's a different boat. Okay. What, but, if they, but if the percentage of planks that swap at any one point are, is lower than 10% okay. of the total boat plankage. It's still the boat. Then it, it keeps its boatness intact. What if you sit, unique in, boatness. sit in someone's hologram? Do you become them? <laughs> no, you just, you get incinerated because those things are hot. They're blue, but they're hot. Like the hot, you know, blue is the hottest color. At, here's, here's another question. Blue is the hottest part of the flame. Right now, we're a comedic duo. We have been for quite, a, quite some time. Uh, we anticipate that this will continue indefinitely. At least 10 years. Um, and, uh, but is there a point in which the technology is at a place where we could just create a digital retina link and they could do all the work. Again, it, I if think- If they could come up with the ideas. I think this is 100 year material. This is not 10 year material. One, yeah, 100 years, man. You're, you're into just thinking it happens territory. You know, no, no differentiation, unless of course there's some sort of uh, cataclysmic event that just puts all technology at a halt, then all bets are off. Okay. Credit cards. We still use credit cards. I've got one. I've uh, got a stack a few of them in my pocket right now. I've got a right stack now. of them in my pocket. Debit, credit, all different types, business, personal, and they're all just plastic cards. You remember them, future people. With a magnetic strip on them that gets worn off over time. And then when it gets worn off, the people that you give them to at the stores, we go to stores to buy things. Uh, they have to type in the number in this little contraption that uses a phone line, a landline, to make a call to some server somewhere to like let the transaction go through. That's how credit cards work. Now, there are some places that have a little device that plugs into an I iPad or iPhone yeah. that is connected to a, to a digital network, and, you, and, and it doesn't work through a phone line. But either way, it still is this piece of plastic that we take out and give to someone clearly that will not be happening 10 years from now but yeah. what will it be is it going to be the dreaded chip in the body uh i don't think it'll be, so i mean it will in the next few years it will be in your phone it's just going to be in whatever digital like a, wearable tech that you have like an apple pay thing or yeah. a google wallet or a on your phone or on your on your glasses on your yeah it'll be a it'll be a bluetooth it'll be a short range yeah. Transfer of um, a, the series of numbers associated with your credit card. But for right now, we still sit on a stack of plastic that whenever we purchase anything, you got to fumble it out and find the right one you want to use. And some people say, I don't use that one with that logo. 
Mm-hmm. And then you got to get the other one with the other logo. And then uh, at certain places over a certain amount, you have to sign a you, sheet of, you use an ink pen. Yeah. I think that we're in some good stuff right now because this is going to seem nutso in, a, in the not yeah. too yeah, far yeah, yeah. future. You buy something. We, yeah, we give you a piece $20. of plastic. Then you give it back to us after you call the phone, you f- use the phone on through some machine. <laughs> you give it back to us. And then along with a sheet of paper and an ink pen, an actual pen that you write with, you hold it in your hand and you sign your name. But you, in, <laughs> you sign your name on the back, and technically, it's supposed to match the signature that you've written on the plastic card. <laughs> yeah. And the way they know that it's you is if the signatures match, but no one in America, at least, ever checks it. And sometimes... In Europe, they still do for the most part. They ask you for your ID, which is another piece of plastic that says who you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not your DNA signature. It's nothing physical about you. It's just a plastic card. It's a piece card. of plastic. But it has your picture on it. I mean, it's got your picture on it. Yeah, you can make it in a 3D printer, and it's like, you know, stop the presses. Oh, he is who he is because of this plastic card he's got with himself. <laughs> with what himself. an idiotic concept that we are experiencing in 2014. Yeah, I... But I am starting to get perturbed when I have when they give me the little sheet of paper and I have to sign it. I'm like, what's the meaning of this? Nothing. It's it is meaningless, which or, is why it will be laughable. Or you can just reach in the other pocket and pull out wads of paper and coinage. <laughs> you don't even have to write hand, on it. And just hand them that. You don't have to. You don't have to write on anything. They still hand you something back, but you don't have to write on it. <laughs> There's no writing. Right. It's just. Well, there's writing like printed on the paper itself, which is made out of cotton, by the way. It's not even paper. It's made out of cotton. You can wash it in the in the washing machine. And you go to stores to buy things. Right. I mean, I'm just getting to the point where if I want something, I'm going to go to Amazon. I'm going to use Amazon Prime because I don't have to pay for shipping. Oh, which brings up another interesting thing is we're right now in the talking about drones. Now, every, you know, drones are really popular. People use them. Uh, it's it, you know it's the thing to put a little camera on a drone and get some video footage. It's like, whoa! Did, did, did are you a helicopter pilot? So like, no, dude, I just got a drone. It's like really small. I got it for $300. I put a GoPro on it, and then I just put it in the air, and it's like I got a big jub or some sort of crazy like helicopter, but for real, it's like $300, man. If it runs out of batteries, it has just enough battery to come back to me. Yeah, man. And it it like, won't even crash. Yeah, if it gets lost, it just comes back to where it, le- where it launched. It's really cool. It's like a smart drone. So that's the yeah. situation with drones now. And I drink Red Bull. <laughs> but... What's being debated specifically now is Amazon and probably Google. Google, Amazon uses drones, but Google has this thing that looks like a winged, a white stealth fighter that... Are you talking about 2014? Yes. I'm talking about 2014, man. You haven't seen the Google wing? It's their, it's their proposed drone. Yeah, it's their drone, and but, it, it looks like a stealth fighter. But none of these things are in use right now. I, I do want to clarify. Well, there's prototypes, but no, they're not in use. But right now, we're my wife and I had a conversation the other day, and I, and she was like, do you know that th- they're going to have these drones, and we'll, if we'll or, order something from Amazon Prime, and it will show up in the front yard like within 24 hours from a drone? And we have this conversation like yeah, that like, won't happen 
because somebody might get hit with a propeller or something. That's, you know, a dog is going to get hit by a propeller. That'll never happen. But um, yeah, I have to right, believe the, dr- that, the drone will never happen because the dog will definitely get hit with a propeller. And that's how we think. <laughs> but there's lots of people who think that um, there's something unconst- like fundamentally wrong, unconstitutional about the drones and uh, they've got cameras on them and everybody, you know, you, you can't do anything in private anymore. That's a big deal. I, I think that that debate will be over, over in 10 yeah, years. Yeah, I mean, they probably said the same thing about Google Earth. And it's like, well, there's cameras going all down the street and then it's published on the internet and I didn't give any permission for that. And people get fired from their jobs because of things they put on Facebook. Like there's, Oh, did you hear about the teacher who got fired because she puts uh, a personal picture of herself doing this on Facebook or whatever? I don't <laughs> like those. That happens, and and a lot, people like to talk about it. Yeah, people like to talk. Did you hear about so and so who got fired because of their what their Facebook photo? So there's there's that people just not knowing what how Facebook works and getting fired over it, like knowing, not knowing that someone else could see these things, right? <laughs> but you, t- talking about drones, um, y- you know, I do think that most people in the in the distant past, let's say the '80s, <clears throat> would have just assumed by the year 2014 that when you looked up into the air, you would see all these little planes going over, flying cars, you know. Yeah. And I, cars. and I do think that the <clears throat> the combination of the major barrier to personal flight devices, uh, besides the, the the cost barrier, the price of the technology, is the traffic, right? Air traffic control. It's like what are you how what are you supposed to do? How do you not just run into each other? Yeah, there? Where do, There's where, no lanes. Where you put the yellow lines in the sky? Right. But smart smart driving, you know self-driving takes care of that because a computer can think about a billion different things at once, right? So once you have the, the, the drones are cheaper, large enough to hold a person, but uh, small enough. But they got to hold on really tight. <laughs> and there's enough of them that they're not, they're, the, the price point isn't too high. The point of entry isn't too, too high. And you combine that with smart driving. I think there will be a, just a lot of, People flying all over the place, but I don't think it's going to be a twenty twenty four. I think this well, is twenty thirty four. In twenty twenty four, the big news story is going to be the toddler who hitched a ride on a drone. Right. Oh, did you went to little, the Amazon headquarters? <laughs> little little Randy was found back at the Amazon warehouse. Yeah, yeah. In you know in the you know in the lingerie section. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He was he was buried in lingerie, and we asked him what had happened. He said, "I just grabbed onto the, I grabbed drone. <laughs> I grabbed onto the to this flying machine." <laughs> boy, he has a good grip though. Yeah, and he's he's known as the boy with the iron grip, and he goes on to host hmm. game shows. Well, okay, well, and, maybe just be a guest on game shows. No, he he's like. Why would he be a good host? The. Hello, it's Randy. Did I say his name was Randy? I'm the kid who grabbed onto the drone. The kid with the iron grip here to... Back in what year? 2024. Okay, that's going to happen 10 years from now. I think that's probably going to happen next year. Yeah, drone stowaways. First, it'll be like a... 
a cat or a snake or something. And then it'll be a little toddler. <laughs> a snake. I can see that. Snake on a drone. <laughs> it's like snakes on a plane. <laughs> Snake on a drone. It's not a feature film. It's a YouTube um, video. Speaking of which, uh, Sharknado was big this year. I haven't seen well, it yet. Well, Sharknado 2, uh, to be more specific. Oh, really? Sharknado They've already done a second one. Big last year, or maybe oh, the year goodness. before. Sharknado 2. Uh, yeah, and this is the idea of a tornado, which is really a hurricane, uh, picking up a bunch of sharks and depositing them into cities, which- But but it's intentionally, it was intentionally stupid even at the time, right. but it was embraced as awesome. Oh yeah, and then celebrated with a second, with a second go round. Which brings us to uh, video entertainment, the, the way that we enjoy uh, non-holograms. We do enjoy 3D in the movie theater. Some people have it at home, but those people are few and far between. Yeah, even if you, I mean, when we went to Disneyland and they had the 3D shows, those were like, oh, whatever. Because now every blockbuster movie that's got any action or any, it's yeah. 3D and it's yeah. a mesmerizing 3D by my standards that Disneyland no longer meets. So no one goes to those rides and they don't, and of course, 10 years from now, those rides will not exist at Disneyland. Oh, yeah. Like a 3D ride. What, I got, th my television's 3D. Yeah, right. And I, you know, um, we, so we not go all movies will be 3D, but I mean, that's, that's the thing when it comes to movies. And most of the reason that we go to the movies, well, there's, there's, it's twofold. In 2014, we, the movie is released in the theater first, Right. That's when it's released in the theater, and then after a certain period of time, it's released on DVD, like, which we still get. Probably like, I don't know what the time is, probably like three months later. You or, can watch yeah. it on Netflix. Yeah, or, or direct, yeah, direct, direct to uh, some video streaming. streaming service. And and that's how we enjoy most of our movies. But every once in a while, I'm like, uh, uh, this, the kids, we're going to go watch a 3D movie. We're going to the theater. I think that the my prediction is that the movie-watching experience will be such, at home, will be so comparable or even better than what we would get in the theater now that the, the people will have had to upgrade what the theater provides in 2024. And I think that we're definitely in the realm of smell-o-vision, don't laugh, uh, you know, f air being pumped, just like, now that happened on the Disneyland stuff. They, they it, when you do that certain ride, you smell certain things, and then they like poke you in the back of the head through the seat, and they shoot stuff out, and they sprinkle water on you. I'm I not, definitely think all that's got to happen in a in the normal movie theater for people to yeah. go to the movies in 2024. Oh, I thought you were saying smell vision is going to be at in your home. It could probably be, yeah. I think of the cartridges associated with this. I'm not willing to pay for the color cartridge in my inkjet printer. I'm definitely not paying for a refill on the Smell-O-Vision cartridges. I think it goes a to, long way, have though. have to go under that television. I think you will. How many Once different you... ingredients are pumped into those cartridges to like produce everything from a fart to a daisy? That's like a box of crayons, man. I mean, you mix and match. match. Once you smell Smell-O-Vision, Link, in your own home, you will think, where have you been all my life? And you will immediately sign up for the subscription service. There will be no, this is, I, this is not worth it. I mean, they're printing well, chocolate now, man. I don't even have- They're printing chocolate now. I, I don't even have DVR or TiVo. If I want to watch something on television, I actually, I, I still sit through commercials, which, which subsidize the production 
of television shows. You are, you are behind the times. I know. You are in like tw- 2009. I, kn- I know that, but television. This is 2014. Commercials still subsidize, subsidize what's happening on television. That's still a thing. Because yeah. they haven't figured out how television shows can be subsidized otherwise. Otherwise, of course, we've figured out how to subsidize the type of content that we do now, but we can't do television esque shows on YouTube that are are as good as what you might see on like a Breaking Bad. Which I think is an interesting thing, and maybe an interesting way to close this thing down is that we make YouTube videos, which um, people do enjoy on their televisions if they're a little more tech savvy, but. In general, we still see YouTube as a different entity from television, from a, as a different entity from internet television, as a different entity from movies. Yeah, and YouTube is on my television as an app, but you don't you don't sit down and enjoy YouTube. I might I might sit down and enjoy YouTube on my television while I wait for Christy to like get out of the bathroom and sit down so that we can watch something on Netflix or Amazon. Like a show, like a longer show. Like, okay, uh, for instance, a week ago or so, we had the Emmys, the the television awards, right? And so the series that were up for best show or whatever, you know, Breaking Bad, Mad Men, Game of Thrones, these kinds of things. These are not things that people, these are things that people enjoy through services like Netflix. But, you know, tonight we went to a, a streamy reception and there are shows that are being awarded things are just, are YouTube shows differently, different things like Good Mythical Morning. We're, we didn't win anything, but they're just v- very different in the eye of uh, the people who are entertained by them, the eyes of the public. Everybody says, oh, they're, these things are merging, right? YouTube and TV, they're just kind of becoming, it's all becoming one thing. And But the best thing we can point to is that at the Video Music Awards, there was an internet category, which, explain that. Well, it, it is what you just said. So people are considered, I think they, they call them, Vlogging stars or something—I can't but remember. But it's not exactly. video music. It's not a music video. Well, that's just the VMAs. There's all kinds of awards of that. Oh. No, no, that was the no, that was, was the, it the uh, People's Choice. No, it was the uh, Teen Choice Awards. Yeah, oh, my Teen bad. Choice Awards, not the VMAs. Yeah. Well, okay, that's a little bit better. But still, we know that they've merged because Teen Choice Awards now have internet celebrities as are like a part of the award ceremony. But they call them internet celebrities. And so my prediction right. is that while I think that there will be just something distinctly uh, different about sort of independent entertainment in, in the form of, uh, you know, some, a service like YouTube, uh, and then there will be studio-based, but it's not going to be, well, one is on this website and one is on my TV when I get home. It comes through. A, I think that distinction is going away, but I don't think, and I don't want the distinction between independent-minded or independently financed things and then uh, to be different from studio-based things, network-based things. That probably is not going to go away. Hmm. And another thing in 2014, we just talked for an hour about 
stuff that if you're listening to it now, you already knew because you're living it right now. But if you're listening to this 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 100 years from now, wow. your, your mind is increasingly blown with the mundane subject matters that we've just got you to listen to for the past hour. And I thank you for that. And let me just say this to those of you listening 100 years from now. No doubt you are experiencing this not over the course of one hour. You are experiencing this as a download. In the blink of an eye. That was immediately added to the information that is in your brain, that is both human and, you know, ceramic or something. Is this like standard download curriculum for all humans on the Earth planet? I, wow, we've we've arrived, and I'm but let I'm me, so horrible. This is the link, best. Let me tell you something. Time capsule. What we are doing in the year thirty fourteen, no twenty one fourteen. Sorry, not a thousand years from now, only a hundred years from now, is almost pointless because a hundred years from now, not only will you be able to download information instantaneously, like this podcast but you will be able to access all the information that has ever existed instantaneously. But Meaning, you won't instantaneously know it. Yes, you will. Your bionically supported brain will be able to instantly uh, take all the data that's ever been created and synthesize it and experience it. And everyone will basically be exactly equal. So that's like inserting another plank on the boat. Yeah. You know what I'm you know what I'm getting at. So what what I'm getting at is every me, every piece of media that we have made are making and will make will be instantaneously instantaneously experienced by everyone at the same time by no effort at all. How does that make you feel? Well, it's not the destination, it's the journey. <laughs> that makes me sad. Yeah, it does. I I you know what? And for those of you 100 years from now who've, who've made the decision that you want to unplug from that, you don't want that to be your existence. That Good for you. You want to disengage from the matrix. Good for you. Yes, we wish we could be there with you to join the, the, the rebels, to just be like, let's get back to humanity. Let's get back to processing information through sight and sound and smell and touch. I hope my seed makes that choice. Your seed? My progeny. Okay. Yeah, and to our great-great-grandchildren who are listening to this. My, my seed. Join the rebels because <laughs> experiencing life through the five senses is an amazing thing. It doesn't need to go away. Uh, you know what? Even though it means you're going to lose the ability to process this or access this podcast at any moment in time, it is okay because you can access it in what is called a memory, which is in the natural mind. And that is a beautiful thing. Hashtag Earbiscuits. Let us know what you think about this episode. Uh, Maybe we'll get it trending in 2024. <laughs> Hashtag Earbiscuits. Is that a thing then? All right, guys. Hear from us next week. <laughs>